would you like to share what who you went and saw or, or and what happened? Because this is the best best advice I've ever heard anyone be given. This is Katie Gordon, and you're listening to the Wait Is Over podcast. Welcome health and freedom seekers. Sit back and relax as you come on this journey of overcoming obstacles so you can lose weight, gain health and live the life you've been looking for. Hello listeners and welcome to this week's show. I'm your host Katie Gordon and the wait is over with Dietless Living 360 Degrees. There's no recipes, food regimes, or exercise programs to follow. This is simply about how to take your life back and how to take control because we all have a voice and we all just want to forget about dieting, focus on living, and lose weight. But to do that, we need to create a new mindset that gets us over the obstacles and challenges because that's what really impacts on our weight and health and causes habit relapse. And today we're talking to Ian McWilliams. So welcome to the show, Ian. I'm so super excited that you've decided to join us today. Hello, Katie. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm also super excited to be able to be on one of your podcasts. Thank you so much. Now, Ian, I've invited you to come and join us for a couple of reasons. And the first is that you have a very super interesting hobby. And that hobby is that you like to drive fast cars fast. In fact, you love it so much that you actually attend track days where you have a professional race car driver teach you how to drive your Porsche incredibly fast. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. I've been doing that for the last uh, couple of years or, or so. In fact, I've just booked another track day at Donington Park for 16th of December. Uh, again, the professional racing driver, a young chap called Ben Green, will be sitting next to me and teaching me. The, the weather may well be cold and damp, even wet on that day. So I much prefer the fact that I've got him sitting next to me, teaching me the lines, teaching me everything moving me on you know pushing me uh and getting me going to go faster and faster and the the buzz I get from that is is absolutely wonderful I like going back to the same tracks again and again to try and beat my times and do do better and better but I also like experiencing new tracks this will just be my second time at at Donington Uh, but there's plenty of race tracks here that I'd like to go to and and continue so um yes I absolutely love it I absolutely love it I'm actually quite jealous because I really like driving fast. I've never done a track day or anything like that. But if I uh, had the wherewithal, that's what I'd be doing. So I'd be sitting there, not beside you, but beside that race car driver that you have, the teacher, because you, you do learn so much. And we're actually going to get into that in a bit because when you said that maybe you're driving on wet conditions, um, there were some questions I or points that I wanted to talk about there. And there's also a couple of other reasons why I have you on the show and why driving fast cars is actually relevant to a podcast that's about losing weight and overcoming obstacles. 
And to understand that connection, I I just want to talk a bit about what it actually takes to drive like a race car driver because you don't just do it on the racetracks, do you? You you do it on the open road as well. You go on driving experiences, don't you? Yes, indeed, yeah. Um, I belong to a company in the UK called Petrol Head Tours and <laughs> they, <laughs> great name, uh, and they organise tours in the UK, in Europe and even in America where you take your own car on an experience with, 18 to 20 others on pre-planned routes. The routes are normally on very, very lightly trafficked roads. So when the conditions are great, you you can really go for it, you know, obviously within the uh, speed limits, et cetera, of the, uh, of the countries yeah. involved. But that is, you know, we've just booked up a new one for next year. We're going to go to, uh, it's a route through Spain, France, uh, and into Switzerland, all, all in the Alps and Pyrenees. Um, so the nice twisty uh, mm-hmm. roads up and down the mountains. Uh, so it should be absolutely fun. I think one thing they do do, we do a, a really early a dawn raid, they call it, on Mont Ventoux in France. Yes. So you set off really early in the morning before there's any cyclists or any, anybody else to worry about. And you whiz up the mountain, you get up to the top just as the sun's uh, rising. And so apparently the photographs at the top are going to be amazing. So So it's a mixture of driving and... And the experience of being there and the photographs you can take, et cetera, et cetera. And seeing so, all the beautiful countryside. I mean, gosh, there's so many wonderful roads over there. So many, like the scenery is unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it truly is. I mean, one of the most memorable ones we did was in Norway. And the scenery there was absolutely to, to die for. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I think this will be the third time we would have gone to Spain. Uh, I mean, the roads, they're incredible. The locals absolutely love us. Uh, as we're trundling through, you know, 20 miles an hour through the little villages and everything, people stop and, and they wave at us and, uh, and and stare and clap. You know, it's 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 terrific. You know, the, the joy we get from that side of it with, with the locals and everything is terrific as well. But do you yes, take all, your car on those trips or do you hire a car over there? No, we take our cars. Um, okay, so, so how do you get but, your... Uh, so um, you, dri- you drive there or...? For this one, we take a ferry. So we take yeah. a ferry from Portsmouth in England down to Santander in, in Spain. So that's, that's like an overnight ferry. Okay. Um, and then we start the driving from there. On this particular trip, I think we're ending up in Switzerland. So then we will drive back all the way through France. Um, yeah. to the UK uh, the the French bit on the motorway is just the boring bit really but uh, it's got to be done uh, but of yeah. course we will we will stop off at, a, at an old racetrack on the way back and we have photographs taken there and everything so, uh, so oh, I can't wait to see them yeah, so, yeah don't worry I'll put loads of pictures on Instagram and everything and I, I think people get bored and go, oh, he, Ian's away again here comes all here comes all the pictures but uh but i just love that side of it as well so yeah it's, yeah. it's, all, it's well, all good fun that's the the memorabilia right you know mm. nothing like actually looking at a photo of your adventure because the picture that we have in our mind is different to what you know seeing somebody else giving you a photo of it yes 
yeah, absolutely brings it to life, doesn't it? Yeah. And also for me, it brings back the memories. Oh, was it five years ago we were there? Was it three yeah. years, you know, et cetera? So it's, it's amazing, yeah. So it's, yeah. And, you know, my lovely wife, she puts up with me and she loves coming on these tours. It's not obviously quite as much fun for her sat in the passenger seat. Yeah. Um, but the way the tours are designed, sometimes you're staying at the same hotel for a couple of nights and we're doing different loops around from the hotel. So yeah. some days she'll stay at the hotel and have spa treatments and that that kind of thing. So everybody so wins. It, it works well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It works well. So it's, it's so Ian, what I actually wanted to talk to you about with the race car driving, though, what really fascinates me with this is because it is about overcoming obstacles and challenges of life. Now, the whole thing of driving incredibly fast even in controlled conditions uh with your uh race car your professional race car teacher trainer coach you still have to overcome many of your own fears even you know like I've only been I haven't been race car driving and I have only once been rally car driving and I got to drive the rally car around a, a track now, I thought I was going a bazillion miles an hour, right, <laughs> in this car, but clearly I wasn't going as fast as a, an actual rally car driver. But you've got to actually get past your own um, inner fears and thoughts about things as the um, your coach pushes you to go harder, go faster and handle your car better. What is that like? Well, I think in a way that's the joy of having the professional race driver next to me because my brain is is telling me there's a there's a bend coming up. You've got to brake now, otherwise you're not going to get around this bend. And he's sitting next to me saying, brake when I tell you to brake. So yeah. as we're going down the straight, he's saying, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then all of a sudden he'll say, brake, you know, and he'll he'll shout brake really hard. Then immediately he'll say, off, 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 turn, turn, turn. And as you, you know, as you, you think this car's, I, I can't do it. The car can't do it. We, you know, we, we're obviously going to crash. And of course we're not. Yeah. You know, you, you do exactly what he said and you think, wow, the car can do that. It's, it's, it's incredible. But not only that, I can do it. And, you know, I, I have done a couple of track days on my own without tuition and it's okay. But as soon as you have somebody next to you, that's, that what, that's what gives you the confidence. Yeah. And it's just when he says, right, because you look out for markers like on the side of the track, you'll say, right, on this straight, do not break until they're on the corner. You're aiming for that position there. And when you do it, you think sometimes it seems counterintuitive. You think that's far too late. That's not the right place around, around the corner. But once you, you do what he says, you think you just feel the car just working perfectly. And you think I'm now going a lot, lot faster than I would have done otherwise. Because uh, what he does, he, he'll teach me in the morning and then late morning he'll he'll jump in the driver's seat and he'll set a time in the car. Yes. Um, and then we aim to see whether we can begin to close the gap between what I've been doing and whatever. I remember at the last uh, one, um, I was going around in about one minute, 28, 29s. Um, 28 would have been my best lap. He jumped in the driver's seat and did a one minute 20. Yeah, and he he said, yeah, no, that's what this car is capable of. He said, so let's see how close we can get it. And in the afternoon, we got it down to one twenty three point eight, and he said to get within three or four seconds of me is is terrific. 
Um, awesome. And that just really buoyed me up. I thought, wow, I'm, you know, I'm an oldish man. I'm not that far, you know, I mean, to get that gap down is going to be impossible. But, yeah. you know, what I did on that day, uh, I was so pleased. And I thought, oh, I can't wait to get back and do it again. So, um, so yeah, he gives you the, the confidence and the skills um, um, to do it. So, yeah. it's, it's, and it's all about vision. It really is. Exactly right. See now, the tra- this is the thing that I like, and what I like to transfer across, right? Because there's an intersection here of overcoming obstacles in our life and the challenges of life, and what you're learning how to do as a in on these track days. Because the thing about when we have excuse the language shit times in life. We go into a comfort zone, don't we? We pull yeah. back. We we stay in our in our lane. We go in our safe lane. Sometimes we actually park ourselves up and sit on the roadside for a while while we try and get our our life sorted out or whatever the the trouble is that we're experiencing or going through. Yeah. And to me, the transferable skill across is that when you do things like you're doing, learning how to push past those thoughts in your head with with the ability, like the coaching from your driver to, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, stop now, turn, right? These are kind of metaphor ways that we can approach our life. And what I'd like to know from you is how have you noticed the difference in the way that you deal with different things in your life since doing the race car driving i think it's given me more confidence um because it, it would have been only a few years ago that i'll be standing at the edge of a track watching other people going around thinking oh i could never do that and it's far too fast you know it's a bit dangerous you know it, it's unsafe who, who on earth you know i just couldn't do it but once you've done it and you've been given that confidence I think in other aspects of life, you just think, well, just just go for it. You know, what what what's what, what could go wrong? You know, yeah. and that that really works in in my day to day life. Really, uh, I mean, even in in sales, sometimes if you ask for a huge order of, of somebody, you think, well, they're never going to buy that much. They're never going to need that much, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but if you just go for it, what what's the worst that can happen? They can say no. Yeah. Um, and I'm always, you know, I'm always have been a little bit reserved or, you know, don't upset anybody or to be, but sometimes you just go for it, uh, be, have that confidence and it, it just really works. And definitely through the car driving, I'm more confident now in my general day to day life than I ever have been. So it does work, uh, as you say, on not just on the car driving, but on yeah. life in general as well. So, and yeah, it- it's. Because with the car driving, having done, um, like I said, only the one day on the rally driving, but when I learned to ride a motorbike and there's a few other instances I can sort of point out, but the and the race car driving is the same, where when you're being taught what to do, you're, you're driving completely differently to how you are on in normal traffic and stuff so instead of 
we tend to just look at the nose of our car when we're normally driving but i'm imagining when you're in the race car there you you've got to you're looking ahead so you can pick your marks where you you know you've got corners coming up and it's you've got to look where you're going to what line you're going to take through the corner and where you're going to brake where you're going to accelerate it's teaching you to have a wider vision of what's happening and and does that also transfer across to how you are dealing or thinking about life yes i think so i think you're you're completely right about the race car driving or the track day driving you're not you're not even just looking at the next bend you're looking at the one after that once mm. you look at the one that's coming up that's sorted in your brain so then you're looking at right i mean constantly ben is telling me keep your vision up you know he knows where I'm looking, even though he's not looking at me. He can tell that by the attitude of the car. Yeah. Um, so it's and that longer term vision just helps and it helps in day to day driving, of course. But also, yeah, I think in in life in general, if you begin to look further ahead, um, I'm trying to do that with my business. I'm trying to plan a bit further ahead. Um, I'm trying to think, well, what's going to happen in six months, a year's time, rather than just thinking, right, I need sales today. How am I going to get them? Yeah, you know that, that that's I think often is how we think is is short term, um, but if we look further ahead, that, that that certainly gives us well. If we have better vision for moving ahead, we can plan better. Because the interesting thing is, and I I'm pretty sure with the race car driving it's the same. Because I remember when I learned to ride a motorcycle. I don't ride a motorcycle anymore, but when I learned to ride a motorcycle when you like you are you're looking so far ahead at the corners and not here where your hands are either on the steering wheel or in my case on the handlebars moving around and like this field of vision isn't like the it's not in vision your brain's doing that because it has an imaginary line of your like how much space you're taking up where you're at and so you're actually, it's that old saying, you know, where focus goes, that's where your body goes. I always remember the um, old adage of, it, it, my dad taught me this, I think, when, um, if you're, if, if like you were saying, Katie, if you're in a car and it's getting out of control and you're looking at a tree, like you're skidding, your car's skidding yeah. towards a tree, if you're looking at the tree, you you will hit the tree. You have Absolutely. to make your head look where you want to go and then your hands will magically go that way, you know. And that's the whole thing of life and overcoming uh, challenges and obstacles. And and that's really what's happening when you're doing the race driving, isn't it, like driving fast. It's you're looking ahead, but your your hands and your body are not like you're not looking here, you're looking there and everything is following, isn't it? Yes, you, you've already sorted out the immediate part of the track. So you're looking further ahead and then you're telling your brain what it needs to do, you know, further on. Yeah. And then, as you say, your hands, you know, and, and your feet and everything just, just follow. Yeah. And one thing I find when I'm driving home from a track day, I'm on the motorway with lots of cars and trucks and everything all around me. And I think this is so easy. First of all, it obviously it feels really slow. Um, but then I'm looking, I'm thinking, I know what that truck that's a quarter of a mile away. I know what he's going to do next. He, he's going off at the next junction or yep. that car's that car's not paying attention. They're going to need to break in a minute. 
Uh, I mean, you do that on day-to-day driving anyway, but it's really uh, uh, much more alert and all the senses are so much more heightened after I've done a track day. And as I say, driving home is an absolute breeze. And you just think most people do not know how to drive. Um, But as long as you're aware of that, you know, you can keep yourself out of danger. So um, yes, I think everybody should do track days, really. It would improve their like improve their driving skills so much. Mm. But it is for me, it's how it changes your brain, like your neurology is changing. Mm. Everything's changing. And that is not just on the track like that is yes memories and perceptions and ways of thinking and feeling about life and like you said the extra confidence that it's given you simply because you've pushed yourself beyond your comfort zone many many times Mm. you love it and enjoy it but you still get pushed beyond your comfort zone don't you I do indeed. And I, I'm not the kind of person that generally would push myself uh, past my comfort zone. I mean, for example, the thought of doing a bungee jump, absolutely no chance ever. And I've got I'm friends, with you oh, on it's that. The best, it's, it's the best thing ever. Ian, try it. You'll love it. Or jumping out of an aeroplane or, or something like that. Everybody that's done it, it's the most amazing thing they've ever done. And I look and think, oh, no, that, that's not for me. Yeah. So even, even for me, this track, track day driving you know well even now when I'm trundling down the bits waiting to join the track the nerves are there yeah but once once you're on and you know you do a couple of laps and you think oh I absolutely love this and yeah. I, I think the last track day I did when I finished and I shook Ben's hand and thanked him and everything I said I think this is one of the best days of my life and that just sort of you know from sort of standing at the edge of the track thinking I could never do that yeah, saying this is one of the best days of my life, you know, just shows what what can happen when you push yourself. So it's a, it's a good lesson for me and good lesson for others as well, I presume. So, and you know, I see now I'm going to take us to a new place in our conversation because I want to go back a bit to before you actually did the race car, like the track days, because you've actually done more miles than the average human being as a business to business jewelry sales professional and you've done that most of your working life haven't you i have indeed yes i've been on the road selling um so i i visit shops on behalf of manufacturers uh and i hopefully uh, sell sell to them yeah um so i've been doing that for over 30 years uh, in the trade and yes my mileage can be anywhere from 20 to 40,000 miles a year so yes a, a, a lot of mileage a lot of that's motorway boring boring stuff but yes a lot of driving so driving really has been part of my job for most of my life to be fair but one day something new happened didn't it and you had what well you tell me what happened I started developing panic attacks as I was driving which as I've just said, in my job, would not have been the ideal thing to happen. And it happened on certain roads. There were particular roads near me. I knew as soon as I go on this road, the brain would trigger. I'd get this panic attack. I mean, I didn't even know it was a panic attack. I didn't know what it was at first. All I knew was that my heart was absolutely racing. And all I wanted to do was get off at the next junction. And as soon as you got off, you think, oh, I don't like this, don't like this. And as soon as you got off, 
at the next junction, your heart would start calming down. You think, oh, that feels better. So then I'll take the little country roads to, to get to where I wanted to go. And, you know, it started off with one or two roads and then it was most days uh, I was out and I was just thinking, yeah. this, this this is terrible. So in the end, I, I, I had to seek help. I, re I really did because I thought that this... I mean, it got to the stage that wasn't even only with driving. Mostly it was driving. But I remember one day I just left the house to walk down the road to get a newspaper. And as I'm walking down to the shop, I'm thinking, I don't think I can make it. I I've got to go back home. I feel safe at home. I don't feel wow. right out here. Um, so that, I thought, that, I thought, well, the, the car driving, at least I can go on different roads. But I thought, if I can't even leave my house... That that really was a huge wake up, and I think right, I I I need help, so so I sought help. Now it's what you what happened when you sought help that I just love, right? Because, and you know that because we've talked about this. Yep. So share. Would you like to share what who you went and saw or and what happened? Because this is the best best advice I've ever heard anyone be given. Yeah. Good. Well, I went to see a psychologist um, and I was lucky that within a few weeks or a couple of weeks, I, I was able to have the, the appointments and I saw them on a num number of occasions. And there were some points that really came out to me that they said. The first thing they said is that nobody in the world has ever died of a panic attack. So they said, bear that in mind, because they said, what does it feel like? I said, it feels like I'm having a heart attack. And I said, you know, what happens if I have a heart attack when I'm driving? A, I might, you know, obviously hurt myself or hurt, hurt other people, have a crash, whatever. And they said, well, first of all, you're not going to die. So whatever happens, just, just keep on going. And they said, and the other thing is, how long do these panic attacks last? And I said, well, it feels like forever. Um, and they said, but it's not, is it? It's, it's minutes. It, it, it may be up to, say, half an hour, but it, it usually is minutes. So the other thing to remember is that it will always end. So yeah. you're not going to die and you're going to get over it. And they said that the desire you have to come off the road and, and you know, stop or, or go a different way, yeah. you are teaching your brain all, all the time, oh, do this and that's going to calm that down. Yeah. What you should do is keep on going. So just keep on going to your desk. If you don't feel well, don't worry. Nothing super serious is going to happen. Just slow down, but carry on, on on that route. I mean, it did get so serious that, if I remember rightly, I had to have 12 weeks off work. So yeah. I was 12, 12 weeks at home and then going and having these appointments, et cetera, et cetera. And then they said, right, the first time you go back, just keep on going to your destination. I said, it may well be you start getting these feelings again, but just bear in mind what we've said. And I remember uh, the customer I had to go to was about 40 miles away, and I had to use the M25, the big orbital motorway around London. And that was one of the trigger roads uh, in the past. And I remember as I was driving up the slip road onto the motorway, my legs were shaking, and I was thinking, no, we've you know, got to do it. wasn't feeling too well. And most of the junctions, or the brain was saying, come off at this junction. I think, no, no, get no, off, keep going, keep off. going. I oh, know, I oh, know. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Anyway, I made it and I parked out, up outside the shop and I felt wonderful. I thought, God, oh, dear, I've, you know, I'm beginning to overcome this. This, this. this is amazing. But I remember walking into the shop and it was a, a well-known, you know, friendly customer of, of mine. 
And he said, oh, hi, Ian, uh, how are you? And I said, uh, yeah, I'm fine, how are you? And he said, do you want a cup of tea or coffee or something? He said, you look terrible. And I said, oh, <laughs> I said, oh thank, thanks very much. You know, I actually thought, I, I, you know, I, I, I felt fine, I felt good, actually, but obviously on my face, it must have yeah. been still very, very drained. because Still of the very ashen. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But as time went on, things did get better and better. Yeah. And I think I sort of ended up maybe one panic attack a month. Um, that, that, you know, it was still quite bad, but um, thought, well, here we go. I just used to think, well, here we go again. You yep. know, I've just got to, got to get through this. That's and it. now I can, I, I mean, I know it's a number of years later, but now I can honestly say I just do not get them. Maybe very, very mildly occasionally, but it's absolutely nothing to worry about. I mean, the thought then that I couldn't even drive on the road to going from that to actually can't wait to do my next track day you know for me is yeah miles apart right yeah unbelievable just would not have thought you know I honestly thought I'd have to give my job up um and try and do something else maybe work in an office and get there by train or something Um, well you were even having trouble just walking down the street weren't you to leave home absolutely Uh, the psychologist actually said we've actually caught this at the right time said if you would have let this go another couple of months or, or whatever you would be in such a bad state yes uh, that it would be really difficult to get out of she said but we 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 thought it but I think it was just what she told me you know about uh you know nothing serious is going to happen and just keep on going to your destination uh and and it worked so and um, just work yeah. through the feelings right understand yes. they're just a feeling and yes a feeling is that it's just a feeling it can't hurt us Absolutely, and, yes. And what I really love about that and how that actually relates to weight loss and um, overcoming uh, issues with food and everything, because these are the challenges of life, right? And then mm. we end up back at food and stuff. You didn't. You're not part of that world. However, what you are, that same philosophy is that comes across to there, which is where what I really love, right? Because is just a feeling, it won't hurt us. And if we can work our way through it, in your case, it was continue driving. Do not yeah. get off at the next junction. Maintain mm. course, stay on the road. Get to the far left lane if you have to. Slow yep. down, yep. just yep. but stay on course. And these are the lessons of life, right? That psychologist was, you know, probably the best psychologist I've ever heard of other than a couple of others that I know personally, that they gave you such fantastic advice. Yes, absolutely. And I just, I mean, the words she said, I mean, okay, quite a few years ago, but they still resonate, you know, all the time. I mean, to give another idea of how bad it got, I would slow down and just like follow a lorry, as you say. Come on, Ian, you, 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 you're being silly. Just overtake the lorry. And as I pulled out to overtake, I'm thinking, yes, but say the panic gets worse as I'm trying to overtake. I've got nowhere to go. So at least here I can I can get onto the hard shoulder or do anything. So I wouldn't even be able to overtake. So to go from not being able to overtake a slow lorry on a motorway to trying to overtake other people on a track is um, <laughs> it, 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 it's quite a contrast, isn't it? So it's, it uh, is, and it, it is, just uh, shows what is achievable yeah. with a the right advice and b mm. the willingness to follow the advice. Like you could have just said, 
you know, screw that. Uh, that's too scary. Mm. I can't do it. I need someone to come and hold my hand or whatever. But you drew a line in the sand for yourself, really, didn't you? You went, well, what's my life going to look like if I yeah. don't do this? It sort of probably didn't feel like you had much of a choice, really. Um, well, not really, because, you know, I, I love my job very much. I love going to see customers. I love all that interaction, whatever. And I, I could never imagine myself working in an office or, or, or yeah. from home full time or whatever. So I think that also was a motivation. Like, come on in, you've, you've, you, you know, if you can overcome it, you've got to overcome it, and uh, and it worked. But it yeah. sort of also helped me appreciate people that you know have have difficulties mentally or, or whatever, or, or with anything, as you say, with with uh, weight loss or or whatever. You know, maybe I used to be of the view that oh, just pull yourself together. Oh, you know, it, it's all in the mind. Just, just get over it. And you think no, it's a lot deeper than that. And often you do need professional help to 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 get, to get through things. But that you can get th- through things as well. So you know, because take you, the advice and put it put it to good use. Yeah, well, you've got to lead yourself, right? That was what I I got from what you're saying. You know. You've got to lead yourself. You're the only one that could have done that. You'd have had all yes. the best advice in the whole world and the best professionals and everybody. You'd have had people standing there cheering you on at the side. You could have had, your, you know, sitting in the car beside you, but you still are the one who has to overcome how you feel, you know, with the yeah. heart pounding, the sweats, the whatever it is that we have. It is at the end of the day how we coach ourselves through a situation, be it a big situation like a panic attack, a small situation of, I don't know, just cranky with the traffic or anything at all, to driving on a race car day and, you know, and um, keep going, keep going, keep going, stop, you know, and taking advice. You still have to work through you. And I absolutely applaud you for everything that you've done because don't take this as an insult. This is actually my best compliment for people. You're an ordinary person who does extraordinary Very ordinary. things. Well, I must admit, when you started talking to me about, you know, would I like to come on this uh, this podcast, et cetera, I thought, well, I haven't really overcome anything. There's, there's, there's nothing in my life that's sort of out of the ordinary, et cetera. But then when you started asking some questions, I thought, yeah, I did used to have a few panic attacks. And and in my mind now, that's how I view them. It just, yeah, so I, I remember those. But at the time, it was totally life-consuming and yeah. was very worrying because I thought, oh, I might lose my job, you know. I mean, the yeah. company I was working for at the time were brilliant. They just said, look, take the time off you need, get the help you need, and, you know, let, let, let's let's uh, help you through it, which they did. Uh, so a big shout-out to them. But because yeah, weeks same... off work is a lot, right? That. That's a big a lot, deal. Yeah. That that yeah. you know is like well, I had a bit of a there was stuff going on, but look at you now. Oh, I used to have, just have a few panic attacks. Mm. It's funny how the brain changes the you know the views because I think even a few months afterwards, as soon as I you know thought of the word panic attack, the feeling would start again. Not yeah. to such a great extent. I think right, I've got to overcome this again. Um, but now it just does does not occur at all. So it's just wonderful how 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 things have turned out. I'm absolutely delighted. So, and now yeah. you have, and I do want to see your Porsche. Now, now you drive track days, do these driving experiences, and you have. Can you? You've got your picture oh, there, yes. haven't you? Would you please show yep. us? 
Your had this commission. I love this. Trying to yeah, get them, that's it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, so that actually was commissioned. That actually is my exact car. They've even got, I think, here. There's a little petrol head tour sticker on which <laughs> I have on the winds on the side window of the car. That's even been reproduced here. Uh, oh wow! So, so that's going to be pride of place in my um in my office once I finally get this office done. So um yes. And- and yeah, so I, it I think, should. I think, I think that shows you how much I love cars and driving. So, uh, um, but, but to me, that's like that's an, and not only because you do love your car and and what it can do for you and how you feel, but to me, it's like the the um, the emblem, the trophy, the the symbol of mm. your courage to overcome obstacles and challenges wherever in your life. I agree. I think it's. I think it's a symbol of progress. It's, it's, let's put it that yeah. way, because um, you know I've loved motorsport and motor racing my whole whole life. I've loved watching it on TV. Uh, we don't live too far from Brands Hatch. I used to you know been there many many times and watch racing. Always thinking, wow, they're so brave. I could never ever do that. And then you know now later in life, obviously I'm I'm not racing as such, yeah. but I'm, I am going very very fast on 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 tracks, and it's. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm beginning to get some of the joy that, you know, and the thrill that that, that, that they get. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just been absolutely amazing. I absolutely love it. So, uh, you know. A true achievement, oh, Ian. No, thank, thank you. As I say, it doesn't really feel just doing what I love. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I am so pleased that I've overcome those those problems that I had uh, th- those years ago. So it's uh, and nice to talk about it as well, to be fair. Well, do you know, because it's really helpful to talk about it because there are people who will be watching or listening who have had panic attacks, know someone else who has panic attacks, just gets anxiety. There's a big sliding scale of, you know, what severity we have. But just to know, just to know that a professional said, you know, like Mm. you can retrain your brain because that's actually what she did say to you wasn't it she said you can retrain your brain Mm. to overcome yes I remember once um I think this this was afterwards so yes I was still getting them but but trying to to get over them uh I remember on I think it was on the M1 motorway suddenly got this panic attack and I thought oh there's a junction just coming off that actually does take me to where I want to go so I'm not really cheating by coming off on this <laughs> junction, but I'm thinking. But the the more direct way is 12 miles up the uh, up the road, and I'm thinking, no, Ian, come on, do the 12 miles, continue up the M1, and I kept looking on the sort of mileometer thing on on the car, and I was looking at it going 0.1 of a mile. Oh yeah, a little bit. I thought, don't keep looking at it because it just seems forever. I remember driving, thinking, yes, yes, it's a, well, I must be halfway now. And I'd look and think, oh, two miles. I've still got 10 miles to go. <laughs> uh, and, and now that stretch of 12 miles means nothing as, yes. as, as I'm driving it. But it does remind me, I think, oh, do you remember that day when you had to be on that inside lane and you were really worried, et cetera? Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's just great that I've overcome it because, as I say, yeah. that, 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 that would have been game over. So I just say to everybody else, if you seek help, because also I'm – you know, my, my wife will tell you when something's wrong, I don't want to go and see a doctor or anything. I'm maybe a typical man, I don't know. Um, but, you know, at the time I thought, no, you, you do need help. And yep. I, I sorted, sorted, got it. 
and it worked so uh, yeah I'll also say definitely get get advice yeah um, yeah always get advice right mm. um and and trust yourself though that you can overcome things that's actually the the truth of most things in life we can overcome ourselves if yeah. we just get going have the confidence like that woman gave you the confidence to yeah. overcome it by saying it's not going to kill you feels awful mm. absolutely mm. you know yes. but it, it won't kill you because you you were worried oh I'm probably gonna you know mark's probably gonna explode or whatever yeah. Um, okay, let's remove that worry. That's not going to happen. And, you know, and if you push through, you can retrain your brain. You can get yourself back. You can take your life back. You can take charge again of your own self because our brain and body do strange things on their own for their own reasons. Those reasons are not always known to us. No. Um, and just to go, okay, well, what you're doing does not suit me. <laughs> I would like that, to do something else. Yeah, I think it's another thing I, I remember her saying because I said, why am I getting them? And she said, nobody knows. N yep. Nobody knows why these get triggered in the first place. Yep. But all we've got to do is retrain ourselves to, you know, at least lessen them. I mean, she did say that, you know, you may not totally get rid of them forever. Yeah. Um, she said, but, you know, with work, 90, 95%, and I'd honestly say I'm 99%, 99.9% three of them yep. now uh, so um yeah and, that, that that advice was was really precious to me and i'm and, glad i took know, it to be fair yeah and thankfully she didn't say let's talk about it for oh, an extended oh. period of time and dig around in there when really well they've happened let's just train out of them again yeah i think it was if I remember rightly i think it was three half hour visits i had um <laughs> sessions so that, you know that wasn't dragging it on and on and on you know no, that's come back next week so you know I think so three half hour sessions to completely clear myself of yeah of the problems I think is is amazing so build your own skills and abilities to take charge of your own life and absolutely and take yeah. things back so Ian tell me what is it that you do for fun is it just cars or is there something else well obviously cars is is, is, is the main thing either watching motor racing or you know, taking part in these car events. Also, love going out, having nice meals, a bit of a foodie. Um, yeah. So, like, like, like travel as well. Um, but if you can can combine travel with driving, well, that's that's uh, that's obviously even better for me. <laughs> um, but then, but then I do like a relaxing holiday as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, yes. So that, that's that's my two things: um, travel and travel and motorsport, really. And is there something else that you do to relax, or is that covered in there? Well, it's probably um, covered in there. As I say, we've got the driving tour coming up. Relaxing. I mean, if I'm ever watching TV, always, always seems to be sport of some some kind. My wife will say when she when she comes in, uh, "Oh yeah, Ian's in." I can, uh, you know, which sport is he watching today? And if there's <laughs> nothing on, I'll be watching something really, really ob obscure. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's that's my main form of relaxation. Will be going some somewhere nice on holiday. We've got a. Uh, I mean, for example, next year we've got the driving tour booked. But we've also got uh, a four-day stay to Istanbul for my wife's birthday in February. So Beautiful. looking forward to that. And that'll be, you know, nice hotel, nice bit of relaxation. So, And I like ticking, you know, another country. Or I've never been to Turkey, so that's another country ticked off the list. So, so <laughs> yeah, I, I like doing that as well. So, yes, it's, it's all good fun. 
beautiful life that you're living in. And um, on that note, we're going to wrap up the show because you've shared so many wonderful things. And as I speak, we've added your contact details in. Uh, They'll be sitting somewhere below us. So if anyone wants to know anything about anything that Ian shared with us today, uh, whether it's about race cars, track days, or even how to be a top salesman in uh, a top professional salesman in the world of jewellery or just sales in general. Ian is uh, the guy to talk to. Ian, you have just been an absolute delight. So thank you so very much for coming on the show and sharing all of that with me today. I'm really, really just so thrilled that you did. No, thank you very much for having me, Katie. It's, 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 this is my first uh, appearance on a podcast uh, ever, and you've made me feel extremely welcome. And, uh, you know, it's been really enjoyable. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who's watching or listening today. And if you need any help in overcoming challenges right now, just book in for a private session and let's just get it done this week because life is full living and an ounce of adjustment is always easier to implement than 20 pound of change because it's time to enjoy the life you've been looking for.